this week on Not Just Another Sex Podcast. I honestly don't know that many monogamous relationships <laughs> that, were, that actually that are, actually are. Monogamous. like this monogamy stuff just doesn't make sense to me. It's never made sense to me. Yeah. Sometimes this perspective of poly is not about the sharing or any of that. It's not about other people the entire time. How, how can I share something that I don't possess? Hey, sugar. You're listening to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Samaya Burton. I've been a hands-on sexual educator for over five years through my company, Sexual Essentials. So I can tell you that being an adult absolutely has its perks. But now let's talk about just how hard adulting really is. Whether you're healing trauma, building healthy relationships, or figuring out how to create your own happiness, the truth is you may feel like you don't know what you're doing, but you're here now and that's enough. Welcome back to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. My name is Samaya and I am your host and I am super excited per usual because I have a guest with us today, a returning guest now. Look at you like an official podcaster. It's, it's family, friend. It's it's yeah. it's getting real. Uh, I have my best friend James on the episode with us today. Say hey to the folks, James. What up? What up? Glad to glad to be here again. Am I am I in a good spot? Okay. It looks great. You look great. You look great. The, the team you, will let you, you know if you don't. Anyways, look here. I'm so excited because we have an amazing episode uh, planned out for you today. Um, James is here with us because we put on the What Men Want panel, um, which we've done the second year in a row, um, where we, in honor of June being National Men's Health Awareness Month, um, regardless of when you listen to this, it is an event that we put on every, um, every summer to not just talk about men, but talk to them. And James is was one of the panelists um, for that. So if you want to check that out and hear more from him, you can also check out his um, episodes before, which will be below. But first things first, let's get into the reviews. Love, love, love this podcast. I'm so glad I discovered this podcast. You have the hard, triggering, but necessary conversations, um, especially the recent Kira J episode. But woo, these conversations are necessary. Thank you for creating and providing a safe place for black women. Whitney Gianna. P.S. I'm also a graduate of FAMU. All right, Rattler. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, if you guys don't know, this is a free show. This is something I pay for out of my pocket to continue giving you um, the information, the vulnerability, my story to help you to create the life that you want without hopefully without making the same mistakes that I have. And so all I ask that you do is review the show, rate it if you love it. You know, if you don't, you can go. Um, but if you love it, you know, tell somebody else. So share it in your group chats, um, share it in your travel groups, um, repost the reels, make sure that you're watching the YouTubes, even if you listen to the audio. So you've been here before. So per usual, we're going to start off with our adult tip of the day. Uh, the adult tip of the day is something to just put in your pocket, maybe like five minutes to um, make adulting a little bit easier. I think that a lot of times we forget that we're the grownups in the room <laughs> now. Um, so we've had different things such as like how to do CPR or um, CPR or how to do, um, you know, my therapist says or something like that. Um, so today's adult tip of the day is we need to encourage men to speak up, not man up. Um, and I you know, I'm not a man, so maybe you can speak to this one. But I thought that that was really important, um, especially as a mother raising a um, a young black boy to teach him not to man up, but to speak up. Could you talk to that point for me? Yeah. I mean, manning up 
uh, feels like not being present in your own emotions and your own body and just numbing everything, which I think a lot of us, myself included, have gotten, I know, I know how you, yeah, I get it, have gotten really good at that. Just like numbing everything in an attempt to, uh, in an attempt to not have to feel all the bad stuff, all the stuff that doesn't feel good. And then eventually realizing, oh, I've also numb, been numbing the emotions I want to feel, like joy and happiness, because I can't feel that either. So glad you're doing what I want you to do on this show. I, I know. I'm so glad you're know, doing it. I know what you're really asking. Yes, yeah. that is the exact point of um of the adult tip of the day. You know, we we curate each show dedicated to the person and the reason that they're there. Um, and I'm really excited and just proud of you and proud to be able to bring you on my show. Like, you know how I feel about my work and things like that. And for you to be a part of a message that I want to convey and you being that person and being just being able to make an entire episode around the things that I've watched you do, unlearn, relearn, and the happiness that I'm seeing like just come from you because of these changes that we're going to talk about um, in this in this episode. So it's just... It's beautiful to watch. I'm really just, I'm going to pass this show off to you, slowly but surely. Okay? Don't look confused. I don't think that's what we talked about. We did. Mm-hmm. So, thank you for the adult tip of the day. Uh, we need to encourage men to speak up, not man up. Man up is usually another way of telling someone to shut their emotions down. Man up is usually said when someone is crying or, you know, feeling something strongly. And there is nothing wrong with feeling but you are responsible for how you respond to it. That's it, but you are totally allowed to feel. I know you've probably heard me talk about the live sex art show, the art exhibit with three X's that Sexual Essentials puts on every year. Whether you've heard me talk about it on Horrible Decisions podcast or Eight at the Table, or even on my own show, interviewing the performers from the years before. Either way, I have read the DMs, I've checked the emails, and the answer is yes, the art exhibit is returning this year to Atlanta, Georgia. This year is going to be something completely different. It is going to be a three-day experience. So we will have ticket options available for just the art exhibit and also ticket options available if you want to be included in the entire weekend. On August 2nd, Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, make sure you join me on Sexual Essentials Instagram, where I'll also be giving all of the information around the theme, lights, camera, action, and what that entails and everything that we're going to be doing. Why is this important? There are only 150 tickets available. This is a very intimate and private event. Now, if you want to be a vendor or waitress or participate in some type of way, make sure that you join these meetings as well because I'll be going over that. We're looking for vendors, sponsors, and so much more. It's going to be an amazing event. I'm super excited. So I'll see you next week. Don't forget to let your friends know that the art exhibit is finally back. We'll move into Twitter talk. Um, our Twitter talk today is about emotional maturity. Uh, Twitter talk is just where we kind of like just talk about controversial topics or like dating things or, you know, whatever, just some type of uh, banter because Twitter is where black Twitter is a huge thing. I know you're not a huge social media person, but in our world over here, black Twitter is where all the trends start, all the memes, all the jokes, even if you're not on the internet, they end up making it to you, you know? I, I know what black Twitter is. Oh, I you really... do? Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, Paul, yeah. Paul. Mm-hmm. I had right. Facebook at one point, you know? <laughs> That's the last social media you had? 
Yeah, but I feel like in my Facebook times, the black Twitter stuff that really popped, it would come over. So I would get all the good stuff without having like to go through all the... There's some outlandish stuff that be popping up on Facebook now, too. Y'all aunties be acting crazy. Mm. Um, but today's Twitter talk is about emotional maturity um, and the pain that comes with maturing. Um, and I believe that when we're when we're discussing people um, being emotionally mature, a lot of times we talk about not wanting someone that's um, emotionally immature. You don't want somebody that's emotionally immature. And we talk about that. One of the things I rarely hear people talk about are the difficulties and how 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 awkward it can be to be emotionally mature or emotionally responsible and be aware of what you're feeling and be accountable of that for yourself without self-sabotaging or act, you know what I'm saying? Like acting out because of those emotions. Um, but yeah, I, I'd love for you to talk to that point, Jack. You acting like we ain't on the show. Y'all gotta watch the <laughs> Y'all gotta watch the visuals. Yes. Yes, I can absolutely speak to that. Um, I have done a great job my whole life, as you know, feeling everybody everybody else's feelings, um, but not being in tune with my own. And it's taken a it's taken a long time to realize, like, hey, this isn't this isn't okay. And the awkwardness of figuring that out and going going through the challenges of figuring that out is realizing that um, the only way it was going to start to happen is if I started to just feel things out for myself, like just sit with my own emotions and no matter how uncomfortable they are, but just allowing myself to feel to the best of my abilities and also uh stop the habit of doing all the things that get me in the way or that, or that have been in the way of me feeling those feelings. Uh, that might've been in sharing energy with a woman that I just really don't even like. Oh, you said sharing energy. Yeah. Mm. Spending, spending time with, uh, I mean, how many, how many men have grown up thinking that the, the thing you were supposed to do was just share your body with women. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You're supposed to get women, get bitches, get yeah. money. <laughs> Fuck bitches, yeah. get money. And that's like, okay, that's a great way to really ignore yourself. Always be surrounded by other people. Yes. Yeah. Um, I I think that if you're if you're listening to the show, these are where the you kind of take some notes, right? Which is what are the signs that you might be emotionally immature? And my question is always gonna be whatever feeling you feel, did you have you also felt it alone? Or was there always someone there? There is nothing wrong with getting the support that you need from others, but do you also know how to give that support to yourself first? And then after you've done that, you know, ask yeah. for additional help from your friends or your loved ones or your partner. That's, that's why I don't like the idea of uh, finding a partner to complete you. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make sense. That's something you have to do for self. So, so many times in my life that I've I've wanted a partner to do all the things that I really wanted to do for myself. I want yeah. somebody that lives a healthier lifestyle, that eats mm. better, that has better habits, that reads more often. Oh, no, I can't find the person that does all those things. I have to be the person that does all those things. Yeah. And honestly, 
this is why we need to be more accountable and responsible for looking in the mirror when relationships don't work out. Not about it being right or wrong. I'm not talking about the right or wrong part. I'm talking about the accountability. What role did you play? Because at the end of the day, everything that you draw in is a reflection of you. Because at the end of the day, if you're looking for a healthy person, why would a healthy person be looking to date an unhealthy person? So when you're doing, when you're starting with yourself first, you're, you're, you're pulling in that energy. If you start dating another healthy person, it's because they thought you were, whatever you're doing makes them think that you're also healthy too. So if you're constantly complaining that like, oh, the people that I'm dating are emotionally immature or, oh, I can't find the right partner or whatever, maybe because you're not those things. Like yeah. every, everything can't go wrong. Like, you know, so. Yeah. um. So if we, if we say that in a practical sense, like uh, don't do those things, I think we should also think about Okay, how how do you create those habits for yourself to, I guess, what do you do to create new habits and stop habits that you don't want to do any longer? Um, I think this is where we talk about the pain of emotional being emotionally mature. Um, for me, I had a really stressful week. Um, it took a lot of energy for me not to snap, for me not to go off on someone else, for me to not redirect that energy or pick a fight with someone else or you know what I'm saying? Not be kind simply because and not simply as if what's going on in my life wasn't big, but not not forcing that on other people. It looks like telling my loved ones what's going on, not asking them to fix it, but saying, hey, I just want to let you know I'm having a really hard week. Like right there that right now, I feel like I want to go run and hide because that seems so vulnerable. I'm not asking them to do anything. I'm being emotionally responsible and letting people know that I am not in a good space. We need to adjust our schedule because right now I'm not in a good space. Yeah. Like if the day hadn't turned around today, we would have canceled. We would have canceled. But guess what? I, I have friends. I have people that see me. I have a team that sees me that because I said, hey, I'm not in a good space. They did everything. All the things that, you know, I, I do. They see me do for myself and they showered me with that today. And you may not even known like, damn, it was rough. Like what was going on before this? But, and I think that's emotional maturity. Emotional maturity is reaching out when you need help, when you've done all you can do. And it's like, you know what? I'm not complaining. I really am just having a hard time. Let me make sure I let someone know you're an adult now. Who is your emergency contact? And you should be on that list. You should be one of your emergency contacts. And then you should have other people that you know to reach out to, you know? So the difficulty of being emotionally mature it's not easy sitting with the difficulties. I think that's the step when it feels hard, but you know that this is what people like that you've read that you know that you should do, then do it. Yeah. We, we had this idea though, that everything that feels like tough in the moment is going to be something bad for you. Yeah. But in reality, those are usually the healthiest things for you. The things that maybe don't feel good at first or, uh, you get the you get the gratification on the back end. Yeah. Like if you if you were to exercise one day and it was it was challenging. If yeah. you did it one day, you don't get that much of it one day, but it's the consistent effort versus the things that feel like really, really good for you immediately. Yeah. Uh probably like foods that probably make you feel worse on the back end. Yeah. Uh Heroin probably feels amazing <laughs> on the front end. On the front end, <laughs> I'm not saying like I've 
Yeah. I, I could imagine that it feels amazing. I'm pretty sure it's popular end. for a reason. Like, I'm, yeah. I, I believe y'all. But, I'm not doubting that the shit is slapping. I just know. Yeah, but long term. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the things that have more of a delayed gratification. Usually end up. The shortcut is that there is no shortcuts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I want everyone to know that when you, when you're in alignment and you start changing your life and you making those decisions, it's easier for the shortcuts to come to you. At the end of the day, if you want a cake, you st- the the eggs, the the batter, the flour, all of that is getting mixed. In the beginning, you're mixing it yourself, but as you grow, you find other people who can mix it for you. The work is still being done, though. So just because the work may be getting easier for you does not mean that you're not doing the work. So emotional maturity is also understanding that you don't need to be working on yourself all the fucking time. Sometimes it's okay to just be. You are amazing. You are you are great right now. The you know that's an upper echelon of maturity yeah. though, and. <laughs> And like the the realization that yo this is actually this is actually easy, like if, if I commit to it, if I pay attention to my feelings, then I can be more in tune with what's going on around me. And then you see trends, and then you realize, oh, this thing that I thought about that I said I was going to do, damn, oh, I'm doing it now. Yeah, yeah, that it really it really can be that it's now. Like the time is now, you guys. Like. You're here. Like, there's an emotional maturity that comes with accepting good things. Like, this is the work paid off. And I think so often we think that we're not there yet. and, And we don't know how to work backwards. If you say you want cake, it's okay to focus on that. Just if you want to follow through, though, you're going to have to work backwards. Okay, well, what does a person that wants cake look like? You want to be a millionaire. Okay, what time does a millionaire wake up? How does a millionaire communicate? I, I don't, there's a difference between having a goal and having a dream. And I think that emotional maturity are going to bring those things to you quicker when you can be accountable for when you need to change something um, and being kinder to yourself to do that. So I, first of all, I love that. Con- I love that conversation. It's so nice to have you, friend. Yeah. It's like our phone call, but like in, in my content house. So great. Yeah. Yeah, y'all hear this, y'all hear this lackluster energy. Make sure that you watch the YouTube because y'all gonna be like, dang, he don't even like like her at all. Damn, this is just my voice. Like, what did you want know. me to do about that? I know, but it's just, you know. All right, so for the record, I love her. <laughs> this is this is one of my best friends. This is this is family. Like, so if it don't sound like I love her, <laughs> I do. Shit. What you want me to do? I'm... Don't you just is this how all men woman relationships sounds? It's like, why you sound like that? And they're like, I ain't sounding like nothing. What are you talking about? It's oh. like, why you don't sound happy? I know. When have you ever heard my I voice know, be never. any different? Never. Than- I know. That's why it's so funny to me because at the end of the day, I realize that I have friendships that allow me to be this person and then they still love me. And that like makes me really happy. Yeah. Because yeah. we, we do this conversation all the time. I'm like, why you, why you sound like that? Aren't you happy? He's like, yes, I am happy. So. <laughs> Okay, let's move on. We got to get through the show. All right. Hey, you guys, it's your host, Samaya. And for those of you who didn't know, I'm also the CEO and founder of Sexual Essentials. 
One of my favorite parts about building that brand was creating a learning platform that has over 250 workshops, interviews, and so much more. Some of my favorite components are the sex position demos. Yes, you heard that right. Demos. They're featuring some people that you may already know. Good Moms Bad Choices has demonstrated some positions for us, as well as Dara. You remember her from our first episode. Those are some of my faves, as well as the Lingam and Yoni massages. These are great additions to add to your oral loving for your partner. Yes, I said oral loving. I'm trying to keep it clean, guys. Anyways, they are great additions and a great way to spice things up. Outside of our master classes, add one of these on to your normal routine and really wow your partner. Click the link below or in any of the links in our bio and sign up for our courses today. All right, now back to the show. All right, today's topic, we were talking about a couple of things. So James is on this show. Um, he is actually a doctor of physical therapy in of, teach me the way. Either way works. All right, doctor well, that's what he does. And yeah, whatever. Um, and he has a business centered around helping people to align their lives um, the way that they want um, and make changes and become healthier. Can you talk to that point for a second before I introduce the topics that we're going to talk about today and how those tie in? For sure. So uh, the name of my business is Input Physical Therapy and Wellness. Uh, and we really just talked about what the business model is, is looking within um, so much about our just healthcare system. Our world is like really, really passive. Like you don't do the work to heal yourself. Somebody fixes you and that thing never works. We just talked about like the short term things. So maybe you have something that hurts and you go get an injection for it. Maybe that injection helps it right now. But in the long term, it's anything when it comes to actual healing. I don't care if it's spiritual, mm -hmm. physical, mental. The work has to be done within. Uh, so it's physical therapy. With In the form of that. Yes. Okay. So um, you guys, as another way to put this, um, when I told James I had saw a chiropractor for the first time, he got in full, like, he got in full career mode and he was like, what kind of chiropractor? Was they crack cracking or what they was doing? I said, well... There was some crack cracking, but they make you do physical therapy and stretches. If you want to get that part, they won't just just do that. And he kind of relaxed a little bit. He's like, oh, OK. He's like, you be doing the workouts. Um, but if something hurts, like he's going to give you like three stretches to do a day and be like, watch it change. Like, and we're going to monitor it. But the thing is, nobody really wants to do that work because I don't want to remember to do this weird stretch three times a day. But then we show up next time and be like, it's still hurting. But you did not do what I asked you to do. Hey, man. And then you wondering why it don't work. And then now I have to put you on medicine. And at the end of the day, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so we neglect different parts of our body. And that's why by the time you're 60 or even 55, you got all these different medicines you have to take because you literally have not incorporated taking care of yourself every day. So his job is to change who you are so that you naturally do these things without it feeling like, oh, I got to do this stretch. You're doing that stretch because just like you wake up and brush your teeth. He's teaching you to make those type of changes. Uh, That's a great analogy, like waking up and brush your teeth. <laughs> if you were to go to your dentist and say, look, I know I haven't seen you in six months <laughs> and, and I, I haven't cleaned my teeth <laughs> since the since last time <laughs> I was here, but my teeth has been like hurt, like oh, my... This one, this one, like they all hurt and I don't know why. That's how people come to me. 
put about their body yes. and stretching and didn't so, do so yoga. So, yes, and- just like you brush your teeth every day, anything that you want to heal, you have to spend time with it. It's... A little bit a day. And the thing is, is that you start brushing your teeth so early that you don't think about it by the time you're 30. But guess what? If you want to live to 60, if you're not stretching every day, you still can make a habit by starting today. So I get it. The shit be boring. Like, I'm hella with you. Like, a lot. I'm sorry, friend. At least you're here. That means I believe. But it be boring. Like, you be trying to remember to stretch. And now I got to go find a hip-hop yoga class just to stretch. And then people are like, well, you know you can just do it from home. Like, Sometimes you don't want to, and and sometimes you want to do it with someone else. And that's what his business is there for, that you can start off doing these things and creating routines with someone else to hold you accountable until you're able to do it on your own. Um, And at the end of the day, that looks different for different people. So even if you're not doing it because you want to, do it because you want to look fine as fuck at 65, because you want to look like Angela Bassett. Like... I'm just saying, like Angela Bassett is putting no work in. You have seen her thighs. No disrespect to anyone. This is all love. I'm saying, but like she's she's she's, doing the work. She's getting in frequent inputs. Yeah, like for sure. Yeah. Um, And at the end of the day, if you want something to be done, you're still gonna have to do it that number that many number of times. So you can either do it consistently, you know, or sparingly, and it's just it's gonna take you longer. Um, but today we're talking about, um, some of the major changes you made in your life to be more aligned, to be more healthy and how those things were unconventional to the type of man you thought you were, the, the type of way you were raised and also some of the stigmas around being a black man and your masculinity. Um, and I'm just going to put out there, kind of like put those, put some of those things out there to kind of just keep us on track to run through them. Um, one of the reasons I brought you on was because as a black heterosexual male, you are now in a poly relationship with a married woman. Your girlfriend is a married woman, which is breaking the stigma of not sharing your girl or <laughs> that, that uh, people may say are like being the other partner. It So many different things. And you know that I'm poly and have been for a long time. Um, and I told you years ago, I said, James, you're poly. <laughs> and what, do you know what my response was to that? Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But you didn't do the work to figure it out. And so a lot of your relationships were ending the same way every time. And ultimately you weren't really fulfilled even when they were going for a long time. Like I never saw the same happiness or the same version of you when you were with someone else. Which I'm pretty sure you could say the same thing about me, but oh uh, yeah. But the reason for that though is, all right. Any time that I was single, I would build habits about, uh, really build better self care habits. Getting closer to myself, the me- the immediate time I get with somebody else, I start pouring into them, mm-hmm. and I, I'm no longer taking care of myself. Right. So that was the pattern that. I've had to break and really, really, it's really just been a process of getting, uh, getting closer to self, really figuring out what makes me feel good and what doesn't like how I want to live my life and how I don't. It was never a process of figuring out that I was poly. It was more so like, okay, is there having the idea of I haven't met the right person yet? Versus like, no, like this monogamy stuff just doesn't make sense to me. 
it's never made sense to me. Yeah. And I've had enough awareness to see how many monogamous relationships. I honestly don't know that many monogamous <laughs> relationships. Were. Yeah, that, they're not. That, they're not. No. That actually, that actually that are, are actually monogamous. Yeah. yeah, and I've never felt possessive about anyone like the same way that you are one of my best friends. Yeah. I have another best friend. So do you. Are you, you. trying to hurt me? <laughs> Whatever. You have right. other best friends. And it's fine. It would be weird if you didn't. Like, and I was It's want, like only loving one of your kids. Like, you got yeah. two. Like, why would you, just because I have another one, why would I have less um, room for the other? One of the, the biggest things that I, I think that this episode is about is... A lot of people think Polly is like, oh, am I going to be okay with this or this sharing or whatever? Let's take the whole if you're okay with it off. Sometimes this perspective of Polly is not about the sharing or any of that. It's not about other people the entire time. It's a How how can I share something that I don't possess? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't I don't share my my partner. I don't share her. She's a human being. And I'm really happy for her that she has another really healthy human being that she also has uh, positive love and frequent, uh, it's, it's frequent healthy energy. Why yeah. would I not want that for somebody I love? That would be like, to me, that would be the same way as looking at my, at my brother and thinking, man, you got a, you in a relationship. Like, just spend time with me. You don't want to hang out with your little brother? <laughs> That'd be that's weird. <laughs> that's like that's, that's weird. weird. But I think that I I think my perspective of saying share is because I've always loved Polly for the community. My my perspective was always getting the things that I need regardless, whether that's resources or love or whatever. But what I've I've realized the key to healthy monogamy, I mean, healthy monogamy, <laughs> any relationship, healthy monogamy or polyamory is figuring out what relationships works with your best self. And yeah. what I saw is that you dealt with um, being alone a lot, especially because of your career, your career and education choices. And when you started healing and tending to that part of you, I felt that it opened you up and positioned you where you needed to be to find the love that was meant for you. And then when I saw you in that type of love, it wasn't because you was like, okay, I finally decided to be poly. It was that you were able to attract the thing that was within you, which was all these healthy things. So I want to talk to um, some of the toxic habits that you had to break, which toxic doesn't necessarily mean that you did to someone else or you was, you know what I'm saying? You could just have toxic behaviors to yourself. A lot of y'all think because y'all not cheating on nobody or playing and got no hoes that you're not toxic. It's other things that can make you toxic. So what are some of the things that you had to break? And then what are some new habits that you had to instill or new boundaries? What was your relationship with yourself like creating boundaries as a man? I I was consistently finding ways to ignore uh, or mute my inner dialogue. So you know I love music. Of course. I've realized that I've had an unhealthy relationship with music because as empathetic as me and you both are, like we're fillers, I was using music to feel somebody else's energy. They had expressed, I love really, really uh, personal music. So I'm listening to other people express their deepest thoughts and I'm getting the, the hormonal release from it. 
but I'm not doing it for myself. <laughs> so like I've I've it literally made you feel like you were being deep or vulnerable, but it really wasn't. It was really I just love deep sensitive music, but really it's because I don't want to say it. Yeah. I gotta talk. And that's some yeah yeah. yeah. So and I've had to and it's really letting other people hear you more than also talking. Yeah, I've had to distance myself from music. You would be surprised, like. Uh, That's I'm, crazy. Can I can it's, I can I say a common name on your show? Sure. Gigi got me listening to <gasps> Chakra Chance. Like I have. Oh, okay. That's like a, that's like a few things for you. This was <laughs> y'all. Y'all gotta watch the visuals. He's being funny because y'all know Gigi is my astrologer. Okay, this is why she says share. Um, but I'm like, no, nah, you know. Look here, we do all deal with our own uh, poly things. And you know what's so crazy is that I've found other people that one of the beautiful things about being poly is that people aren't going to try to change you. They're going to love you through what you're saying is real for you. It's difficult for me to share. It doesn't mean that I don't want to. Just because I choose a life of having a village and community and sharing resources doesn't mean that sometimes it's not difficult to do so. It's difficult for you. You always do it. And I always do it. You always yeah. do it. And that's you the thing. I think a lot of times, it. I think a lot of times we think that because something is difficult, we have to stop. And I'm telling you, yeah, fuck yeah, that shit difficult. I mean, we're about to keep going, but you goddamn right. Like, mm. I'm not with the toxic positivity thing. Like, this shit fucking sucks, but all right, get your ass up now. Let's go. Um, and that's what I love about my poly partners that even Gigi are just, you know, sharing my things with others. Like, it's so crazy that everything I've learned, I immediately share with others, right? Because it's so difficult for me to share, I share more. Mm. That is how I, I do. I share more because the, the more that I share, the more that I get the good feeling back. And it's like, oh, okay. So I'm not without anything because I, I got a feeling of gratitude or gratefulness simply because I gave to you. And so that was hella worth it. Okay. It's like going down a slide. It's fun as hell, but I'm, I'm my stomach going to drop every time, but I'm still going to do it because it's at the end of the day, it still came out better. And so, you know, I shared my one of my resources and told James about my astrologist and changing my life and her being the amazing person that she is. Um, they are working together now, which is again, another beautiful thing um, about Polly is that even I was like, dang, y'all sharing each other. And they was like, uh-huh, we know you hate it. We, and, and gave me a hug about it. I mean, they still gonna do it. You know what I mean? And that's like a, a funny, like lighthearted story, but love is the same way. Sometimes you, Maybe like, dang, I want to go date with my partner today and they may have a date with someone else. You may not love it in that moment, but you love, still love it for them. Like, there's both. Uh, I'm going to say her name one more time. Something that Gigi said the first time me and her talked. I ain't never heard somebody Gigi said me about my Gigi. <sighs> <laughs> hey, you're going to have to come to the crib because me and mine, we, you know, Gigi said, yeah. So, um... <laughs> She said, and this this is this was like I think I had just met my lady, mm -hmm. very very I don't know two or three weeks prior to to talking to Gigi for the first time, and she said that one thing I love about the poly life is you learn so much about yourself, and I didn't understand mm. that at the moment, but like moments like that you do you realize what the benefit whatever you feel. It's nothing about your partner. It's, it's something about, about you. you. Every time. Every time. But that lesson has offered me real healing and real forgiveness. 
And when I deal with or talk about like my parents, um, this show is always going to go back, you guys. This show is about the things that I've needed to heal and the things that I've used. So I will keep repeating it a thousand times, but this is why I'm okay. You know, when I finally realized the, what this is about and, you know, just like a reflection of the facts and the, the story that's been given. Okay. This ain't about them though. What is this about you? It gave me full permission to step into my purpose. Okay. With, you know, like yeah. um, owning it for myself, not, not sharing anything, but because this is what I need. I'm a person that needs polyamory gives me a perfect excuse to be exactly who I am. Every partner that you bring mm -hmm. in is for a certain portion of you. So you might have a main partner, which you may live with or share a home with or have children with. And then you may have a different partner that you may not do those things, but they, they support this part of you or if you work with someone and you might want to work with someone in your career where like we share the same path, like there are different connections you have with different people. And when you're alone, you can make that list and figure out what do I need to be? You can have a hundred percent of what you want in this life. So you might date someone that gives you 70% of the things that you want, but then you might have two other partners that make up 15 and 15, but it's about balancing your routine, knowing your schedule, having boundaries. Because if you talking to every woman that approach you, how you gonna ever have time for these things? Like <sighs> that was the so, problem. Paul, yeah. you were talking to just okay, not you know what I mean. Sorry, yeah, nah, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you so Continue. Continue. You were you were saying. Yo, I just want to so, tell myself, I want to get this off of my chest. Okay, go ahead. Because I only gave you one thing, one of my unhealthy habits that I've okay. had to get away from. My unhealthy relationship with music. Okay. Uh, the the women part. Okay. Uh, spending time with women I didn't like. Just like, oh, you're supposed to. That's, it's weird. That's that is so really weird. weird. It's so weird <laughs> to grow up and think, oh, every time I go out of town, I'm supposed to take some rubbers because <laughs> this trip... <laughs> Cause oh, that means was... I gotta like give dick. Wait, what? You you said get what? You you think well, if you go I, out of town, I gotta give dick in each city? You didn't grow up like that. Oh, okay. I mean, I make that choice now. Like, ooh, if I go to this city, I would love to have uh, some sex, but not but like no, I like... gotta give up some pussy to put my print down in this city. What? We've grown, oh, like we've when grown. you talk to men, like other men, that's what they're like. Oh, who you, oh, they like instead of asking you like what sites you went and saw, they'd be like, "What pussy you got?" <sighs> Tell me more. You don't think you didn't know that was a thing? I mean, I asked my friends if you fucked because I mean, I'm happy for you if you caught a nut, but not like you ain't give out no I, pussy. Like, so that's that's something I've that? grown out of. Um, something else. Uh, as healthy as you know me to be. A unhealthy relationship with food mm, like we talked about right yes. but like doing it in a vengeful way so like yeah most of the days no but when i do it it's disgusting mm. and what am i doing this for so like all the moments that feel like hard to not do those things have all been learning experiences and then finding other ways to other things i should be doing with that time okay how did you come to the has I know that you're not a person that really cares what other people think about you. I know that. 
um, not in a way that you're never not going to be yourself. One thing I know about you is that you're going to always pick you. I care about what people think about me, but I have to care more about what makes me feel good. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I, I preface the statement with that because I could ask you, how do you deal with um, the difficulties of being a, I don't know, maybe like a type A man or what like, the culture says it's a alpha male. Gal, it's so many quotations going on right now. Please make sure you're watching the visuals on YouTube. When I say alpha males, for lack of a better word, um, or masculine, what's been tied to masculinity, how, if at all, did you have to deal with any of those thoughts? But because as of right now, your main partner is has a, um, I'm not sure what term, I know everyone uses different terms and how they relate. I know that I'm a main partner party. I am a man. Hip hip hop and you don't stop rocking to the bang bang boogie to up jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie to beat. You were saying? I am a main poly type person, which means for me, I'm comfortable with sharing um, a child, um, a mortgage. Not saying that I won't share like investments or business or things like that, but I don't want to have um, my intention or what I'm comfortable with as of now is not to purposely have... Um, kids with multiple partners I know my capacity my capacity is I want a main partner um, and then I want other relationships that may be different maybe it's a partner that I have within work or maybe we travel together but um, different things like that that fill in time that maybe I don't have to see them every day but maybe I see them once every two weeks and we take a trip for a weekend like I'm okay with smaller relationships that that um, feed different parts of me oh there I do my reason for being poly is because I just want 100% of everything I want. If I was to find one person that had all the 100% I wanted in a partner, I would just date one person. But I've never seen that to be true. And I don't think that that means that it's less than I just believe in getting everything I want in this life. If that means multiple partners to get it, that's what I'm going to do. Um, and myself being one of my main partners. So I there's a certain part of things that I want and give myself that can only come from me. So I love that part. Um, but as a man, as that type of man, were there any difficult or, or difficulties or is there anything you'd like to say for other men that may be struggling with feeling like you may be less of a man or these type of things like this toxic masculinity that you guys were raised with without grace and patience and like love? Are there any things you any points you'd like to talk to to help? you know, someone that may be struggling with that. I mean, I guess do do what feels right to you. So, like, what feels right to me, the last three relationships I've been in, all of these women that you've met, um, I've told you this before, I hope. I've literally told all three of them. I wish I could say the names right now. <laughs> I've literally told all three of them, hey, if you ever out and you, like, come across some energy that you enjoy, please don't stop yourself from going forward with it based off of me like no if it feels right do it so that's just my that's just who I naturally am that's what feels right to me I want my partner to have that same freedom um and I want to have that same freedom for myself so if if another man feels that way that's what you should do yeah if you feel another way that's what you should maybe do but whatever you're doing, I'm making sure that you're doing it for what feels right for you and not for the sake of what you think somebody else might think about it. Okay. As well as you have to be able to reciprocate or provide that same support that you're asking for. So 
if you're saying something feels good for you, a lot of men don't have a problem with having multiple women or even any of that. But they do have a partner, a problem with their main partner also having other partners that are men. They're like, oh, you can have a girlfriend, little girlfriends or whatever. Um, but acting as, acting as if, okay, I like a lot. there are a lot of men that could totally get with what you're saying right now. They're like, yeah, if I need more women, cool. I, I got you, brother. And yeah. then so his wife say, great, babe, because I need more men. Now it's like, wait, hold on, what? Right, so, and that doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to you. I can't really speak for it though. If a man feels that way, it it literally you makes no it sense literally, to me. You just use logic. You said I am poly off of logic. It doesn't. Yeah. Because this don't make sense. But like you, you have to do. It don't make sense. Yeah. I can only do what makes sense to me. Yeah. If that's food, if that's sleep, if that's exercise, if what any relationship, a relationship yeah. is a is a relationship. Yeah. You have a relationship with food. You have a relationship with your sleep patterns. You have a relationship with anything outside of yourself yourself included right. right so you have to treat everything as its own relationship yeah but people are so quick to possess their partners that's really what we're talking about possessing your partner and i don't think that people understand this is not an ad to turn people poly this is not a you should be poly ad we're don't saying that everyone is poly Okay, you do share relationships, all relationships, whether they are sexual or not. If you if your partner has a friend, you are sharing them in a relationship. They're just not in a sexual one. And so there's no so it's weird to say, okay, you can have relationships with all people except other men. See, I'm sharing like it'd be like what? Like or you can have all relationships with all types, but you can't do this or nitpick or things like that as if sex with only one person is the only thing that can be good. We're saying two things can be true. If sex with one person is all you need, then that's all you should have. If you need, you know, but we're saying that those should be healthy relationships though. These should still all be healthy relationships. Polyamory is not an excuse to date hella shitty people. It's it's whatever you make it. Like for us, our poly is, it's really, really a healthy thing. It's, it's, a, it's about self-empowerment and I really wish that was everybody's idea it's of so it. It's so difficult to find. It's some. Hey, it's so many just toxic. You poly, yeah. I date. I dated a couple, and it is so crazy in my mind because, like, you know how like one minute you can know somebody, and you know you don't you don't see them as often, right? Because you're you know they had a family, they had children. Like I have a child, I have a business, so you're not seeing them all the time. So sometimes it takes time to see certain things. I dated a couple, which is sometimes one of the most traumatic things to do as a single woman. Um, and they seem pretty healed and, and okay and safe. And they, they did a lot for me energetically and growth wise, as far as like recognizing certain things in myself, um, that I needed to change. Like they were proof that I needed to change some things. Um, a great time though. Don't get me wrong. A great time um, for what it was. I appreciate the role that it played in my life, but we broke up because one of their other partners, like, did some grimy shit. Like, I, I was just so confused. I was like, wait, y'all, like, allow that? Like, you're okay with that? Like, you're going to, and not because it's like, oh, well, how are you going to punish the person? No, you want to keep that person as a partner and they doing grimy shit? Like, this is not a healthy relationship for your partnership. Like, y'all are dating 
It's just nasty. Yeah, yeah. Like, why would you even date this person if you were single or monogamous or one-on-one? I'm saying that you, you ain't got all tens in your hand. Like, being poly is not an excuse to date somebody that you're not compatible with. It's not an excuse to date somebody that don't have their shit together. If you're dating poly people, it's 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 very difficult to have 20 partners because it's hard to find one person yeah. that's a good person. Oh uh, yeah, poly don't mean you just out here out here slanging. You laxing with no oh, people nah, that nah. are a lot of people think that poly people be out here just all oh, they doing all this shit. First of all, you have to actually be healthy enough to attract one person. A lot of y'all can't get one person, let and, alone actually date multiple healthy people. And the more you become aware of your own energy, you don't. Here's a here's a pattern I realize. Every time I lay down with a woman that I really didn't like, I felt horrible afterwards, mm-hmm. and I would do all the things. It doesn't really I, feel like consent. Ooh. And consent, I'm not, consent for myself. And and also to be honest. The way I view consent, and this is not to be like in a malicious or like you violated someone. What I realize is we have a responsibility to tell the truth. I should tell you, actually, I don't like you very much, but I want someone in my bed and let you decide if that's okay for you. If you still want to be there. Some of us tell people, oh, I really like you or mislead people or don't. They're not, we're not clear. But also that's where boundaries come in. If that woman does not figure out what, you know, a man that's interested in her actually looks like, then you'll accept anything when people are making it very clear they're not interested in you. Yeah, and I think I think we hear that part, uh, speaking to the woman in that way often. It's the same thing for us, yes. for us men. Like, notice how you feel after. All the excitement they're doing, oh, it's amazing. Afterwards, if you feel like, ugh, man, I wish I would have just, like, went to you sleep. You could have kept or, the energy for yourself. Yeah. But also, it's... Men, the I think one of the sexiest thing about a man is like when he's picky. I I realized there is nothing that's more unattractive than a man that gives himself to anybody because like in this world finding a great man is so difficult, and finding a great person is difficult. And I don't think men sometimes even think of themselves as people. And it's like people value you. You're not just dick. You're not just sex. Like. Hallelujah. You know, like, yeah. I don't think people talk to the traits of men that have nothing to do with their masculinity sometimes. And so they only work on the masculine parts of themselves and not the feminine parts of themselves. And and telling a woman, no, you cannot have none of this. It is so much fun. If you've never tried it, like, please try it as soon as you possibly can. <laughs> you do have to tell somebody, no, because and, and y'all. If you know that you masculine, you know, like, but also that's because women will um, demonize when a man chooses. No, like, all what's wrong with you, you, you gay, you this. The if you're type, gay, you would be just be gay. The type of, the type of woman that you will attract if you consistently say no in situations where you should, it's, it's amazing. Like, yeah. the, the energy that, that finds you is amazing. I... I think people sometimes are confused by me because they're like, wait, she has this entire sex business and then she telling me to wait. I'm not telling you to wait on shit. I would love to fuck my brains out every single motherfucking day if I could. If everybody was healthy, I would have all the sex. I would. This is not about nobody else. This is about me. You know what I'm saying? If this person isn't good for me, the answer is no. That's how it works. And if this person is good for me, the answer is yes. 
if you know yourself, really know yourself, even though I'm willing and open to date multiple people, I know that doesn't mean everybody. But it, And I know that I would be blessed in this life just to even have two partners. And people be like, that's too much. In a world of 7 billion people, me having two people is too much. I'm aware of who I am and what I need. So your confidence just has to be on 100. And more than confidence, your self-love. I am doing what's best for me to get the most out of this life while I'm here. If that means that I have to have two partners, then okay. Because like, even my polyamory thinking is why my... Um, my co-parenting relationship is so good. Mm -hmm. Like um, we were at his birthday party and my ex-husband's wife was like, oh my gosh, I was, you know, I was talking. Um, they were at their basketball game and she overheard Trey and one of his friends talking. And the kid was like, is that your mom? And he was like, no, that's my bonus mom. And then he was like, what's a bonus mom? He's like, well, you just get one. He was like, I have a mom, <laughs> I have a dad, I have a grandpa. And I have a bonus mom. And they all love me. And the kid was like, oh, man, I, I want a, I bonus, want a mom. bonus mom. And, <laughs> and it's like the fact that she was even coming to tell me that that she felt appreciated being like his bonus mom was great. Like, I can't take that from her. It's difficult raising a child. As long as you love my child, that has nothing to do with that man not being for me. That like village. Like it makes I, what do I have to be mad about? Let me. OK, so now you're a part of the village. Yeah. We, it may not be in the same capacities. I may not be married to him anymore, but he's still in my village because that is my my son's dad. I'm working with whoever is on this team to make sure you're good. Yeah. Because our decisions have nothing to do with what we owe him. So for me, polyamory is about having good relationships, even with, you know, even if it doesn't look the way that you thought. Like it's about having good relationships and being the things you need. Yeah the the village part in the in the same way that my brother has a very healthy relationship and I get so much loving energy from his lady. Um I learn things just from talking to her, from spending time with her. In that same way, my partner's husband, just being around that energy, yeah. uh in in some areas where I'm not as gifted, things aren't as natural for me. He has some very positive qualities that I can absorb just by being in that field. So the the village part is a part of Polly that I didn't even know that I would get. Mm -hmm. But the it's, community. Yeah. It's, you went it's to so my ex-husband's proposal. Like you okay. literally uh you lit I'm just yeah. saying that you've created relationships. I, I text him today too. You did well, I, I, you know what I mean? I saw, I saw, I saw baby boy. And so I was like, yeah. Hey, it like it was, it was literally crazy. I had my ex-husband, I had a current boyfriend, and then I had a, my very first boyfriend of my life, who's now my best friend, all in one room. Like, oh, they here? What? Say less. Like, and people are like, that's crazy. It's like, I'm just being, we're just being honest about who we are. So for the people that feel like, you have to be poly because that's the only way you're going to have sex. That doesn't mean you have to do it in a grimy way. You can poly allows you to have non-sexual relationships. And if you have a relationship with someone that maybe started off sexual, but you just don't feel very sexual with that person anymore, that doesn't mean that you want the relationship to end. A lot of times we tie wanting to have sex with someone as a level of measuring the relationship. So many asexual women fall in love with very sexual men that if someone wants you, you have to figure out what works for you guys. 
And polyamory allows everyone to be who they are because you're not limited to one partner. Just because you can't do it for me doesn't mean that I don't deserve it. Can I ask you a question? It's a little off topic. All right. All right. So as a man, I'll go on dates, right? And I may have an interaction with a woman that I enjoy, but I don't want you to touch me. Like, just, I don't want to be physical with you, but you, this is this is good energy. How does a man tell a woman, I guess that, like... What you're trying to say right there? Yeah, how do you say it how in a way? How would I receive it? Knowing, okay. knowing that she wants the sexual energy from you. How do you say that without... You know. Okay. So how do you say that without sounding crazy or being yeah. rude or whatever? I think you be honest. Hey, um, I want to make sure that this is clear because I understand sexuality is a vulnerable thing. Um, I think that you're a beautiful woman. Um, really, go ahead. Is she not a beautiful woman? Everybody is their version. Everybody's beautiful. You yeah, know I what thought you. I thought you was correcting me. Like mm, I don't think that part. Okay, what's wrong? I'm good. Oh, okay. Just readjusting. Okay, so I would tell her. You know, I think that you're a beautiful woman, um, but in full transparency, I am a polyamorous man, um, which means that I'm able to have multiple relationships with different type of people, and those look different types of ways. Um, my current partner right now is X, Y, and Z, and she's a married woman and I have a great friendship with um, I have a good friendship or growing friendship with her husband um, platonically um, and I'm currently dating um, but it does take me a while before I decide to get intimate with someone because I am poly I date around more people than usual and personally for me I take that as a very serious thing um, you could be amazing this week and the sex could be amazing this week but I could meet another woman next week and it could be amazing I need more to know if I really want to have sex with someone because I want to be present when we have sex. And if I'm having sex with too many women, I can't really show up and be the pleaser that I've trained myself to be. So okay. if I want to show up fully for you, I have to make sure that's really what I want. And because I'm poly, I date more than one person. And so I'm making sure I'm being responsible about my energy. So if you want to sleep with me, you have to understand that that's a process. And if you can't handle that, I totally understand, but I just want to be transparent with you so that you can have all of the information and we're not arguing in a couple of weeks and you're saying I don't like you simply because I haven't tried to have sex with you. Mm. So that's way healthier than just like stopping replying to a text message. <laughs> just a question. Maybe no, a little. Yeah, that sounds healthy. Maybe I'm a not saying little that. bit more. That's I'm, That's the truth. And I think the difficulty is that a lot of us don't know how to tell the truth without being rude or harsh or unkind. I was in a meeting, um, like a kinked up, a kinked up ATL, um, the kinked up event that Gigi had. Um, and it was a workshop and a woman was telling her experience of her becoming poly because she no longer wanted to have sex with her husband. And she felt like she was violating herself every time she had sex with him simply because she didn't want to. He wasn't making her. She just, her body simply just didn't desire to share that type of affection with him anymore. But she had met someone else later down the line and the desire for sex came back. She never wanted to leave her husband. She wanted to have a healthy relationship. But at the end of the day, if that's your truth, that you don't want to have sex with that person anymore, but you still want to do all the other things, you're not being toxic, you're not being rude, you're not being resentful. But the truth is, I just don't desire sex. Just like when women get in postpartum. Sometimes they don't desire sex, but you're way more close and intimate with them at that time because that's more of what they need. Mm. Why do we villainize one feeling when it's just because we're the center of that thing? 
Oh, something else that me and you both needed to learn that we have <laughs> are learning now is how we're so touchy individuals. You know what I'm saying? When we choose to be, how ah. do you how do you learn how to have intimacy? You're saying a lot of business. Being, I think it's time for us to get out of here. No, I want to tell them the rest. <clears throat> Physical touch. I agree is something that I admit that I really like. I it also still icks me out sometimes. But when you like it and it's good, it's really good and it makes you want to ask for more and stuff. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't I didn't really want all of that. So you got like I was just acknowledging okay. my truth. I was gonna run away from it. Okay. You know, doing the emotional maturity part. Yep. Me Ooh, too. Boom, boom. You see how we brought it all back? Mm -hmm. All right, now we got to wrap up and get out of here because we had our time. All right, so I love you, friend. I love you too, friend. All right, it was so great to have our normal phone conversation in front of everybody. A whole lot we more likes than usual. You know, it's always nice camera action on us. We're superstars. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're Aries. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I brought you into astrology. It's so, so cool. <laughs> hey, you guys, it's your host, Samaya. If you're enjoying the topics over here, honestly, I think you'd love the topics over on my learning platform. I have some private interviews over there with some amazing guests. I've interviewed Mr. Marcus. Yes, that's the porn star. Passion Jones, who brought on her husband and her boyfriend, and even had some girls night conversations with Medina from Cocktails, as well as Mila from Good Moms, Bad Choices. That conversation was amazing. We did some examples of our dirty talk. And let's just say you need to check it out. Don't just take my word for it. Make sure that you click the link below and sign up today. There are over 250 workshops, classes, interviews, and so much more. All right. Now back to the show. All right. Uh, today's advice segment of the show is coming from um, the episode staying in line with um, the male perspective. Um, and the advice is to learn to give your partner a lingam massage. A lingam is a tantric word for sex. So today's advice is about a sexual practice that is intimate with not without actually having intercourse. Because we're talking about polyamory and not all relationships being sexual, you have to understand there are different levels to sexuality. And a lot of us forget about the foreplay or all the different things that we can do before we decide to start having sex. So if you would like to learn how to do one of these massages, um, oh, lingam is the tantric word for dick, y'all, if anybody wasn't clear about that if you want to learn how to give a dick massage <laughs> uh you can learn how to do so on my patreon so click the link below there are over 250 workshops classes demos and so many other things baby hit the link all right <laughs> can you write that down i don't Okay. <laughs> Don't see it right. Can you send it to me? I, I want to make sure. I got yeah. you. Yes. Um, and there is also um, a yoni massage on there, you guys. Yoni is the Sanskrit word for vagina, pussy, all of that good stuff. Um, so make sure that you check that out. Um, the Patreon is only $15 a month, you guys. Um, and also, while you guys are on there, make sure that you check out the What Men Want panel. Um, there's the one from 2022. And then there's also the one from 2023, um, where James was also a panelist. So you can check him out there. And all of his information um, will be below website, Instagram, and all of that information. Um, and then the last part of our show is going to be the spiritual tip of the day. Um, and so I had you pick a tarot card at the beginning of the episode. Um, and the spiritual tip of the day is just about 
teaching people like what we're talking about when all these people are talking about this energy or crystals and astrology and taking these classes and why being an Aries matter and things like that. We just want you to have the information so you can accurately decide if you want to be a part of the conversation or you want to use that particular tool. Um, and a lot of people talk about it because they don't understand it. Um, and there is a level of healing that is hiding in our spirituality. You can be spiritual and be religious. Um, make sure that you tend to all the parts of you, especially if you're looking for more when it comes to um, healing. So um, I thought, why not just add one more spiritual thing to your plate today? Uh, I really love the fact that that you trust me enough to hear me out and, and really consider like polyamory and how it affects you and just like kind of committing to, you know, taking that in fully. I appreciate that you heard me on the astrology and, you know, took time to just say, you know, let me I look into what you. you thank you for trusting me. I know that that's a that's a huge thing. And so um, thank all of you for trusting me. The ones who listen to something on the show and you try it out on your own time. Like that means a lot. Um, I appreciate that. So we're going to get up out of here. I put we both pulled tarot cards. Um, what was your card? The Page of Swords. Okay. Page of Swords. And I pulled the High Priestess. Um, so I asked James to uh, pick a card, um, just the card that he felt like he was supposed to pull. Um, what did I say? What's coming for you yeah. or something like What's that? Next? What's next? Um, and so he pulled the Page of Swords. Um, the key words for this are curiosity, restlessness, mental energy. The Page of Swords represents someone embarking on a new idea and a mental adventure, full of enthusiasm and good cheer. This person is eager to share and discuss their thoughts and plans for, for what can be. Um, the Swords represents intellect, logic, communication, conflict, and, conflict and analysis. And the Pages is the inner child or explorer, constantly learning, eager, open-minded, and curious. They crave representations of their suit that they can grasp and feel. How you feel about that? How you feel pretty accurate? Or? That is spot on. <laughs> so can I take this home with me? How does this no. work? No. Okay. That's my okay. card. Yeah, it's all yours. Don't even worry about it. You could be Polly and not want to share. I seen you the uh, link though from Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Did you just take my card? Read your card. What's the other card? All right. So my card <laughs> is the High Priestess. Um, and I asked myself the same question that I asked James. Um, and it stands for, um, the keywords were intuition, unconscious, inner voice. Um, to direct your will outward, one must also be able to understand one's internal world. The high priestess is the guardian of the unconscious and beckons the traveler to the world within. Um, and it is a major arcana card, which the 22 cards, the major arcana is 22 cards. They're the main cards of the deck. So whenever you pull one of these cards, it signifies like a life change. So mm -hmm. the swords, um, the other suits of the deck talk about a certain part of your life, right? Um, and the major arcana is talking about shifting into a different portion of life altogether that has its new, you know, things. Um, so 22 cards collectively known as the fool's journey represents important milestones in the journey of life, often signal deep shifts and major changes in the way that you have been approaching life. Um, and I felt like that was pretty spot on because I've been challenged, pulled, twisted, stretched, um, and more fulfilled than I have ever been in my life. Um, and so I don't feel like those type of feelings come without something, you know? Um, and a lot of difficult things have come from it, but I truly believe that 
something amazing is about to happen in my life. So that's the card that I pulled. I love it. All right. So we're going to get up out of here. Uh, I appreciate you, friend. I love you. I love you. Too. Very proud of you. Um, tell the folks where they can find you or I will put it below. You could put that below. I figured. Yeah, that would be the response. yeah. I understand. You know, I'm still working on it. I know, but I'm so you did it. I, you have me in front of like cameras. Lights right and camera twice. That was twice. You did the other episode with Marcus. It's just so great to pull people out of their comfort zone and let them be amazing and just share them with the world. So um, thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, if you didn't notice today, we're shooting at the Something Extraordinary Content House in the Tulum room. I'm super excited about this room um, designed by Naya Abdallah. Um, make sure that you click the links below um, for renting, whether it's for podcasts, photo shoots, um, producing, film, all types of things, commercial ads, all of that. Um, so check us out. We're 15 minutes from the Atlanta airport. Um, and we will see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. Thank you for keeping an open mind and joining me in creating a safe place for others to share their truth. Make sure that you're following Not Just Another Sex Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. But also, if you want to keep the conversation going, make sure that you follow us on Instagram, Not Just Another Sex Pod, as well as sexual.essentials. Don't forget to sign up to my Patreon. The link is in the description of this episode. Not only do you get access to my personal life through my close friends and things like that, but I also have almost 300 classes, workshops, private group chats, hands-on demonstrations, interviews, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want more from me, then that's absolutely where you need to be. If you would like to support this podcast, make sure that you rate and review and make sure that you share this episode with your family and friends. I'll see you next week.